Hi Mansi, how are you? Hey Mona, I'm good. Thank you so much for inviting me today. My pleasure. So for the viewers of this podcast, we are here uh, in the second episode of Stories of Courage, Grit and Determination. And we have here Mansi Gupta, who is an IMA grad and who has has had a stellar work experience and now decided to move towards coaching other people and take a different direction in her career. So over to Mansi. So if you can give a brief introduction and you can get started. Thank you, Mona. So I am Mansi Gupta. I am now a lifestyle first career design coach and a freelance consultant. I am also the founder and CEO of Make Believe. Uh, this is a company that I founded with a mission to make uh, the dream is that Everyone wakes up in the morning feeling super excited to go to work because they love what they're doing. They experience a life of freedom and they live in alignment with their purpose. Okay, awesome. Um, so, Mansi, we have been friends since long and um, like we reconnected after a while and friendship just grew again so um and in the meanwhile um there were things in your personal life and how you uh, cope with them so if for the um for the benefit of the view uh, viewers and listeners like can you talk about how did you deal with the failure of your marriage and eventually decide that divorce was the way forward for you and what challenges did you face? So, Mona, <clears throat> so I guess <clears throat> from the get-go, you never imagine that your marriage is going to fail. And um, this was someone that I had married out of my own choice. So I really didn't imagine that this would go fall apart. But I'd also be lying if I said that there weren't enough signs and within the first few months, I kind of had an inkling that it isn't the way it's supposed to be and it was... Uh, so I kind of had that sense. Um, I think about 18 months into my marriage, it kind of started to really fall apart. At the time, I had moved to Bangalore uh, for my husband and I joined a new job and uh, things at home weren't okay at all. So at some point, I think it got to a very, uh, it was definitely a toxic relationship uh, for me. And um, at some point I realized that I was uh, feeling, I was acting very suspicious and almost neurotic. At the time, I met a lawyer because uh, I didn't know that much about divorce. And I just felt like if I would speak to somebody and get the facts, I would feel better. And I was lucky I got somebody who's a very wise man as a lawyer. And um, the question that he sort of asked me is that, um, do you like the person that you're becoming right now? And the answer to for me was a complete no. So at that point, <clears throat> I decided to separate. That was sort of the first kind of milestone. Um, the divorce eventually took almost 18 months. And uh, 
there was quite a little lot of back and forth because towards um after some time my husband did want to reconcile but he wasn't open to counseling which was a non-negotiable for me and it kind of went back and forth and i went to therapy i made tons of lists and lots of reflections um at the end of it i think the deciding factor for me was uh when i think of my life with him do i feel optimistic about my life do i feel like i have a brighter future ahead of me and when i think of my life on my own how does that make me feel and for me i felt uh, every time i thought about my life with him it did not it filled me with a lot of dread and um, i also realized that i didn't have psychological safety in that relationship i wasn't like any there was no physical harm of any sort but just mentally i knew that this isn't a place that i feel safe in anymore and there was no trust remaining so given all of that i think it was a very clear decision in my head that uh, the way forward was uh, divorce for me at least at the time i also didn't have kids so i didn't have other considerations i had or i was financially independent so some of those things made my choices easier in that sense so let's talk about uh, the how you handled that and like how did you come out of that setback like how were you feeling and um, and uh, how like so that is where the courage is right you decided to come out of the uh, setback and start afresh right and it took it takes a lot of courage so can you talk about that process yeah i think when i look back at the time i am amazed myself how i came out of it um like i felt i felt i came out of it relatively unscathed or you know in a very decent shape i think i guess i was um, at the time i think uh, there were a few things that worked really well for me one was my exercise routine so i was really into strength training at the time and i kind of continued it when i came to bangalore and every day in the morning when i went there it kind of it signaled to me that i am strong and i can do different difficult things and i can do this um uh, because for me fitness had been quite a journey um uh, i hadn't been uh, active ever and now i was able to lift heavy things so it gave me a lot of confidence in myself the second was i think i was very lucky to have amazing friends and family um who i was i had friends who i could talk to at all points in time at all hours so that really helped and i think the third thing that really helped was the mindset i think i was very clear that i wasn't going to let this define my life i am not going to let it take over my life i kept focusing on what was working so for me what was working was my health and my work and i was genuinely lucky because i landed at genpact um and within a month or two things started to look really bad at home so um in a new workplace it's really hard to build trust but somehow my manager my skip level everybody just i didn't have to tell them anything but at the same time um 
it was a very safe atmosphere for me um to give you an example um there were days when i didn't feel like working it was hard for me to be productive because of so much that is whirling in your head um there's so much that you're always thinking there were times when i would just walk into my manager's office and i'd ask him can i just sit here and work from here which was a complete encroachment upon his space but he was absolutely fine like he would just let me be there and i would take my calls from there along with him or you know i would just we would work from there and that made such a big difference because i felt safe at least in one part of my life and i had a place to go every day where i felt okay so that kind of i think that is those were the sort of pillars of really what got me through that difficult time okay uh let's um segue into your career a bit now um mm-hmm. uh you have taken a very uh, like uh, we i remember we used to have these incubator entrepreneurship cell in uh, i am amdabad and very less number of people used to volunteer and everybody would go in for consulting or banking or product management jobs right so now after uh, such a successful career why did you decide to take an unconventional path to become a coach and freelance on side so i, I am this is pretty much my favorite topic so thank you for asking me that question um i think for me i kind of had um you did say that uh, entrepreneurship was not something that most people opted for i think the biggest reason is that you join at the bad big institute like that and you work hard because the dream is to live a big lifestyle right and you know the kind of luxuries that it can afford and the lifestyle it can afford and that's the driving factor so at that point in time i don't think i had any entrepreneurial aspirations whatsoever but and then um, but to give you a little more background of my journey um, at work i kind of uh, so i kind of did like the dumb thing um, you were told that you know it, it's important to be smart it's important to be intelligent you have to get good marks and then uh, when you get good marks you take up science and then when you do well there you go do your engineering but then at the end of engineering i wasn't happy um and i joined tcs along with a lot of classmates and then again i it just felt intellectually very very um, boring and i just felt kind of dead inside and that time i decided to go for the mba i thought that maybe the work after that would be more intellectually stimulating and things like that but then management isn't really about i mean unless you're doing investment banking or consulting it isn't as intellectual it's pretty much about managing people and getting shit done so that was um, kind of and then when i landed my first job after mba i was told that um, i i was aspiring to be a marketer and i was told that it's important to do sales and i did a retail sales and operations stint and again i found myself being super miserable that job fit the environment fit the culture fit just didn't seem to be there so at that point i thought maybe i'll just shift um jobs and that might help and it actually did help because that's when i joined coke and then the people the environment were far more supportive i just felt better there i could recover my health and all of that good stuff 
but then there was this gap you know like something's missing and i constantly uh, i remember the first day at coke i was i found myself googling and like reading up on what's a good life because i really was curious that what is uh, going to make me successful and what is going to make me feel happy because um checking all of the boxes that i was supposed to wasn't really making me very happy um so in through the journey i guess there were a few things that i needed to change about myself from a mindset perspective i did that and then i joined genfact and somehow genfact my, my career really took off um and now i was doing really well i was enjoying my work and i was traveling internationally again i was like super happy but then again i was like okay reinvent what's the next thing and the next thing was never the next job or the next promotion the next thing somehow for me was always can i make money on my own because at, at some level i kind of recognized this that today i like my manager tomorrow i may not today i uh, have a great job tomorrow i may not and layoffs happen and shit happens and at i it made me feel kind of vulnerable at some level and this was strange because i never had a experience like that but it was always there at the back of my mind that i should be independent and i should be able to make my own money and that's super important so i must have a side hustle and that kind of started me on this journey of um and then also i realized that i'm not like the traditional entrepreneur i am not motivated by the glory of success the struggle the uh you know the large scale operations business making a big team and all of that that stuff didn't motivate me at all what motivated me was freedom for me even before autonomy i think which is what entrepreneurship gives you freedom came first so for me the holy grail kind of was the triangle of freedom where i could work from anywhere i could work i would i would have full control over my time and i would be doing work that i really love and i'd also be uh, building wealth which i also felt very constrained um, in a salary job because um salaries grow at a certain rate they uh, and they don't and somehow i felt like some, why is someone else determining my worth why can't i figure out uh, what i am worth and charge that and make that kind of money and that just felt more logical because then you can invest in yourself you can learn more do more and earn more like to me the incentives aligned way better with a uh, like a one or two person a very lean team online digital model that's really what i wanted to gun after and um, yeah and then slowly i think and then i took a side hustle course um i invested in myself and from there kind of things started to fall in place i realized it kind of started very small actually it started with um, me believing that i was really good at telling stories about people and i was i could help people build resumes and that's really where it kind of started i did some pro bono work and then i realized oh i'm good at success mindset oh i'm also good at managing my time oh i'm also good at managing conflict so it kind of started to really come together that i can oh, and from even during my journey i had 
switched industries, which was kind of rare for most people. It's hard for people to switch industries. And I've done that twice or thrice already. So I kind of knew that I can help people transition their careers and I can definitely help them succeed. And that's where it kind of started to really fall in place. And then it was just about figuring out the financial runway and making some of that happen. And then the freelance consulting kind of became the bridge for me. Like while I figured out how to scale the coaching business, uh, how do I make money and how do I keep the house running and freelance consulting seemed to be the right answer. Because I had enough uh, career capital there to leverage. And I was able to do that. I was lucky enough to land a few clients. And it's been it's been a ride. But I really am looking forward to it. Awesome. So you're so passionate about it that you just went on about the story. Yeah, this is something that I love talking about. Yeah, so um, I we are at, I think, 20-30 minutes in the call. So I have two more questions. So mm-hmm. uh, like, what was the process by which you found your Ikigai? You talk a lot of about Ikigai in your post and you, you talk about, uh, thank God it's every day. Mm-hmm. not thank God it's Friday right yes. uh, so you found your ikigai uh, so first of all for the benefit of the users describe what is ikigai and then tell us how you found the ikigai sure so ikigai is like a Venn diagram um, the more complex version has about I think nine circles in total but I'll just talk about like the simplified version with the three circles so essentially uh, it essentially says that your perfect job or your, or your purpose is really uh, when what it's the intersection of three things. One is things that you really love to do. Second is pay. yeah, things which pay and uh, and things which uh, which you're good at. So yeah. what are your strengths? What are your passions? And what can the world pay you for and that's really the sweet spot of the perfect job or the perfect career so um the process honestly it it's been a journey because the, while the graph is super simple the underlying assumption is that you really know yourself and that honestly takes time to understand what you really love to do things that you think you love you sometimes don't love as much Things you may really love, but you may not want to make them your career or you may not want to make money out of them. For me, that's art. I don't want to make money out of it, even though I like doing it and I might get good at it, but I don't want to do that. So it's really getting clear on what is the, what is kind of, what motivates you and understanding your underlying motivation. Um. And for me, it kind of came together over time where um, I'm able to make sense out of a lot of things very quickly. I can absorb a whole lot of information and data and quickly structure it. And I love clarity of thought, of communication, of in, in, in every way. So that's where I felt that I can really um, 
I'll come to how it comes translated into a career course role, but let me talk about the next thing, which is um, things that you're really good at. So that's what I was talking about, that I, I knew what I was good at. It took me a, a long time because um, we are, it kind of the, this question kind of gets clouded by a lot of conditions. What the world rewards you for, you feel like those are your strengths. And sometimes you mask the things which you're really, really strong in because everybody else has told you that don't do it that much. It's not okay. So it, you need to unravel a lot of that conditioning that happens and really come down to the core of you of what really is the essence of you. And then, it's you know, like, when you discover... Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like peeling the onion and layer yes. after layer and understanding exactly. what your strengths, yeah, strengths are. Exactly, exactly. And then sometimes the strength is manifesting in a certain way, but there is an underlying strength underneath it. For example, there is, I read it somewhere, there's this lady who said, I really am great at running meetings. I know exactly how to get, you know, get people to move from agenda to agenda. But the underlying skill that she had was she could sense the, when the energy shifted in the room. So she was really good at sensing group energy, people's energy. So it's a meta skill. So you need to really dig deeper and go meta and understand what are the core skills that you're bringing to bear when you're really operating at excellence or when you're succeeding. And then the third thing is what will the world pay for? I honestly feel that people tend to put that one first and then the other two. I think you should do it reverse. Figure out the intersection of the first two first and then figure out if anyone else is able to make uh, money out of what you want to do. And then even there, there are nuances as in you may, so for example, like I said, I get, I like clarity. Now that full making sense of things can manifest into a career in consulting. It can manifest into, for example, this career coaching thing that I'm doing. It can manifest into a personal organization expert. It can be multiple things. So you kind of need to keep it, you, Again, same meta and then keep uh, generating options and then figure out, okay, is it something that I can see myself do for many, many years and then go do that. Or sometimes you don't know and you can't make out whether where you're leaning. Then my advice is just do a few experiments. Like for example, art. Like I thought I wanted to be an, art, an artist or I thought I wanted to be a writer. And then uh, I kind of did that for a while. Uh, I joined a few classes. I did make it for a while. Um, and then I came to my own conclusion that maybe that's not what I want to do right now. I want to do something else and then I'll come back to it. It's not like it's out of the question because life is long and you get to do a number of things. So it's not like an either or. It's just a matter of timing. Today, what are you more, what is in your reach the most quickly and where whatever comes is really close to hitting on those micro motivations that you have and the meta skills that you have because that's when you know that you'll really excel at it and when you'll excel at it it doesn't matter you know the you'll find a way to make money out of it you'll end up doing enough pivot you can start anywhere because you will pivot 
as you keep doing things, you will keep pivoting and you'll keep switching and learning and making adjustments until you reach a point where you, you're able to figure out how to make money. And that's just how it works. Yeah. That's been kind of my feeling and experience as well past few days. So, yeah. so okay. So you have this flight to freedom course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, can you tell us more about it? What does it do and who is it for? Yeah, absolutely. So it's this, it's my signature program. It's called the Flight to Freedom program. It is for people who are successful who have kind of checked a lot of the boxes and yet feel something is missing. There's a part, there are parts of them that they wish they would explore, like art or poetry or writing or, I don't know, stand up, when you just don't have the time or the mental bandwidth to do it. And then you also sometimes wonder that uh, whether you can ever make this into a career. And if you can't, then what's the point? Or how do you even make space and time given you're in your current situation? And that's where the Flight to Freedom program comes in. What we, the outcomes we deliver is uh, one, we are able to create the right success mindset, help you build the energy and the time and the bandwidth, uh, help you get super clear on your Ikigai and your vision. And then finally help you get to a place where you can realize your own triangle of freedom, the freedom to work anywhere, um, 100% control over your time, doing the work that you love, on the path to scaling and building wealth, and just living your best life. That's essentially what the program delivers. There are um, roughly three milestones to the journey. The first is we... I will help you build the energy. There are three things that I focus on myself. One is my mindset, my success mindset. What are my beliefs and where am I operating from? The second is um, regulating my nervous system. And the third is my health. Those are the three things that I focus on because that's what is the driving engine. And that's what we help you fire up as well. The second is um, we dive deep into your strengths, your values, your motivations, your passions, where have you succeeded, what are you likely to be good at, everything. We get really down into the weeds. We go meta on your uh, on your ikigai and we help you uh, figure out your purpose. Once you've got all of that arsenal, now we help you create some business idea, make a few offers, do a few experiments. Um, and then until you, you're able to land on that one idea that you want to go with, and then we help you kind of uh, give you the, how do you build the financial runway and how do you build the initial sort of MVP so that you know you have a validated idea and it is worth quitting your nine to five for, and it is worth going after your uh, big dream. And that's how you realize the final of freedom and live your best life. Sounds very interesting, and I think I need to sign up for it. Yay! You at least converted one person. I am so happy. <laughs> okay, so, mm-hmm. um, so, like, I would want to wrap it up here, mm-hmm. and 
um, I just want to say that it was my pleasure to have you here and to hear the candid conversation and like uh, your journey over these past years, like how you evolved as a person, how you took on challenges. And I think that should be very inspiring to people, especially people who are looking at exploring unknown paths and uh, uh, because uh, everybody needs an inspiration and uh, somebody to look up to who has done something special so they can emulate them so i think you are one of those people who people can look up to and emulate so uh, on that note uh, i'll wrap up and for the viewers, please stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.